Sellers. I'm Sarah. I'm Clayton. And today we're going to be talking about... Thrifting, reselling, etc. Yeah. We'll see. So let's get started, I guess. Um, you and I had picked out a few topics prior to talk about. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start with thrifting for your business. So is this something you do already? Do you thrift items specifically for your business? Um, so, so far I've been able to find a decent amount of things um, as I'm going out and <laughs> hitting up garage sales. For example, I got a couple of shelving units. Nice. pretty nice. Good for taking all the crap I'm finding at garage sales or at thrift stores and being able to hold on to it as new inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it cheapens the cost of the expense of being able to do eBay. Yeah. So do you have an example? Like, for instance, the shelf you bought. Mm-hmm. What do you think that would be new versus what you paid for it? Well, before I got those two shelving units, which I paid, I think it was $7 each. Um, I had actually bought two shelving units for my garage and brand new they were $70. So being able to get them for a tenth of the price yeah. to do the same function of holding stuff. Perfect. I actually it. did a similar thing. We have, um, my sister and I are the behind Keeled Overstock and we work together on that. Mm-hmm. And I found a paper organizer um, that we use for our small stuff like photos or little pamphlets or those kinds of things. Um, I think I paid six bucks for it. It's not like the sturdiest thing in the world, but it's, it does the job really well and for not a lot of money. Um, when, when you say not sturdy, like, is it going to topple over when no, you're, when you go to No, but it's, it's made it? of press board and cardboard. Yeah. But I looked up, the, even the cardboard ones are ridiculous, like complete cardboard ones. I don't know. I'm trying to remember, like 40, 50 bucks or something. They're ridiculous. Like brand new like 40 for, bucks. Yeah, for like a regular Jeez. old like office paper organizer. Um, and mine at least does press board frame, so it's sturdier than those. <laughs> um, but for six bucks, did the job. Um, really happy with that one. But one thing that I tend to look for when I'm out in the world thrifting, estate sailing, that kind of thing, is packaging. Yeah. So I have very frequently pa- uh, flipped... i have very frequently thrifted um or a lot of times i find them at estate sales actually um bubble mailers things like that you can get them 50 cents you can get you know a bunch for a dollar they're very easy to find a lot of people who go to estate sales don't pick those things up Mm -hmm. but as a reseller um packaging is a huge cost and so that that's one thing that i try to look for while i'm out there i actually get a lot of my excess bubble mailers from work uh, I work at a parts distribution company, and they were just going to go into the trash anyway, mm-hmm. and they're just plain bubble mailers. I will not actually use them to ship stuff out, but I'll rip them open and line my boxes with them. Nice. You use them like bubble wrap. Yeah. Um, we also, in addition to like thrifting, we do look for free packaging as well. My sister works at a cheese shop, mm-hmm. and when they get orders of crackers, they wrap it in a ton of bubble wrap. Because crackers are fragile. And so she will bring home like whole boxes of bubble wrap. So always look for good um, resources for that as a, a tip I would give to, especially a new reseller. Mm-hmm. Don't just go to the store and spend a ton of money on packaging because it's out there in the world for free. And even asking your friends and family for boxes. Everybody gets shipments these days in the mail. From um, Amazon or any other You websites. can reuse anything through mm-hmm. the post office. Uh, I think FedEx and US, UPS too, right? Yeah, I've had no issues taking a box that says Amazon or other, another website and just taking it up to UPS and going, here you go. Yeah. They, they, they'll take anything. I would advise any new person not 
not to get so gung-ho and excited about getting things out that they burn all of their profits in, mm-hmm. in packaging. Because I really do think that's, it's out there. Because brand new, you're going to, if, especially if you don't do the time and the diligence to research and price compare how much it would cost you to buy 100 bubble mailings versus buying 10, which is, for most people who are just getting into reselling, that's all they need. Mm-hmm. If you go to Walmart, you're going to be shelling out like $10 for 10 bubble mailers. Mm-hmm. Which or more. Eats, or more. Some of those fancy mailers are $2 and up. Yeah. And, and you're, you're losing out. You're eating into your own cost when you can just get your grandma's box from Postmates and go, eh, the, the thing I'm shipping out fits. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, like... Um, there are a lot of people out there that are concerned about sustainability too. And obviously reusing packaging is always better than throwing it out. So, yeah. um, is there anything else that you throw for your business? Any interesting, unique things or things that are on your thrift list for your business? I mean, we were just discussing this the other night, but I did find a thermal printer. Mm-hmm. What's on my list. What's sad is it was only functional for, UPS labels as opposed to USPS or generic PDF labels. But just because I found the one means that other people are going to be selling something like that. And you never know when you can find a piece of equipment that normally would cost $150, $200 for a fraction of the cost just because whoever is selling it doesn't care. (laughs) Most people that are selling things either are ignorant of how much something is worth. But majority of the time, they are selling it because they're lazy. Yep, they want it gone. They want it gone. And it's especially true if someone's moving mm-hmm. or downsizing or, or whatever. Estate sales. They want it gone. Um, one thing that my sister and I thrifted for our business, we bought it at an auction, is actually camera light, like camera lights, like for studio lighting and a camera background, which we're actually using here. Mm-hmm. Um, we got this secondhand and originally we were going to pay, we got like a bunch of lights. I want to say it was five or six of the big studio lights with the big bulbs and the, um, the little screens to diffuse the light plus the background and a few other things. We originally had paid, I don't know, 53, 55, something like that. When we got there, it wasn't in the condition that it was advertised as, um, and the auction house, I had mentioned it to the person who was loading. They're like, hey, let's go in. We ended up getting like $15 off. So we ended up buying our lighting setup, um, which has really, really helped my sister photograph our items for eBay. Um, that's primarily her role, um, but it's helping us here too, and it was just a good find. And so those that's something that like we, especially because... Um, you, we haven't really talked about this a lot on here yet, but my sister and I are relatively new to reselling. Mm-hmm. So I've always been, I've sold things here and there. Most of us in this day and age of a certain age have sold something on Facebook marketplace to get rid of it. Or we've listed it somewhere. I've, I did a few of those things um, when I first got married. Craigslist, stuff. eBay, offer up. Normal, normal stuff, but just mm-hmm. here and there. Um, but we've really only been doing this since April seriously and so lighting and that kind of thing is not something that we would have invested a lot of money in Mm -hmm. Um, but my sister is also into art so the lighting could be used for 
you know, photographing artwork and that sort of thing too, had multiple uses. So that was one of our big purchases that um, we got for a good deal. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So when, when, when it comes to getting equipment, mm-hmm. let's say you already had a lighting kit. What would be a good price point where you're like, I know that I already have a light kit, but getting an, a second one at this deal is worth the investment to get it. I'm not an expert on on photography lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the cheapest kits, like I looked up the set we got, it would have been, I want to say, 150 or more. It was, I mean, wow. it was probably three digits. Lighting is not, is not cheap. No. Ours came with bulbs as well. Which, obviously, that's an additional expense. And the bulbs that go in these, they're like giant big... The ones we've got are like big swirly bulbs. Hmm. Um, They're huge. So, to get them for $40, that was a really good deal. If they were pristine, like maybe... I would maybe consider a little bit more if I really needed to expand. But I think anytime you can get them for, you know... 20 bucks a light or, or whatever right. is a good price. I Like I said, I'm not an expert on lighting. We just knew that that was worth what, what, what you we were, were paying. paying. Yeah. yeah, and for what we needed it for. Um, I don't think you need a kit as big as the one we purchased. And we did toy around with the idea of maybe selling a couple off or what have you. Um, we talked about letting you use one. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the space we have currently, we're doing it out of my home and we don't they're big. The photography lights are big, and we don't have the space for all the ones we have. Like, honestly, we're actually using two of them, and they probably take up a good, um, I don't know, you want to say 10% of the room? It's crunchy. It's yeah. crunchy. I think the, the base alone is probably, what, 15 inches, yeah. 17 inches Easily. wide, um, twice over. So they're big, clunky, but they really do a good job with the lighting, and they're worth having. So if you're looking... As you're looking around, if you're really serious about resale, mm-hmm. I would say it's something to definitely keep an eye out for that maybe not everybody um, would think about getting for right. resale. But if you're doing, especially Etsy or some of the sites that people really are paying attention to aesthetics, mm-hmm. having that lighting is key. And um, it's especially true if you want your resale to look super professional. Mm-hmm. And I know one of my goals and my sister's goals with our business is we would like to have an independent website at some point. And if we're going to do that, it needs to look legitimate. Yeah. And I will say, so I have experimented a little bit with this. I have a couple small ring lights. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take the nicest photos for if I'm taking pictures of something larger than let's say a book, but for anything that's small, just a simple ring light you can get for under $10. Mm -hmm. We'll take some nice pictures. So Yeah, I don't think you have to. We got lucky and we found a good deal early mm-hmm. on. I really suggest trying auction sites, things, maybe avenues that you're not accustomed to because you never know what you're going to find. Yep. The auction that we got these at, you're familiar with it too in our area. Um, sort of our area. <laughs> it's a ways away, but not that far. Um, they have a lot of commercial stuff, secondhand mm-hmm. commercial stuff. And a lot of people will start a small business and buy everything new and just sink Sink all of their Thousands funds. of dollars down the drain for buying it brand new. So when you're trying to do this, get creative. So even the ring lights, you might be able to find a ring light secondhand. Who mm-hmm. knows? I mean, I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. Um, but I would advise anyone to pay attention to lighting if they can possibly do it. Yeah. Cool. 
Is there anything else you thrift for your business that you want to talk about? Um, no, it, I have boxes. I'll go dumpster diving for boxes when I need it. <laughs> in fact, I'm probably going to go fish around in one of the local dumpsters for a few boxes right now. So, yeah, I or think, not tonight. I think most things that you need in a business is worth trying to find secondhand or at mm-hmm. least being open to the possibility that they're there. Again, if you go to estate sales, you might find printer paper. You yeah. might find, I found labels before. Um, you just never know what you're going to find. And I think being open to the things that you may need for your business and not just stuff you want to sell in your business yeah. is really um, something to keep in mind. Yeah. Especially and, if you're And new. not even things that you want to eventually get for your business. For example, Right now, you're making do with the ring light or the lighting kits that you have. Mm-hmm. Would it be nicer to have something smaller right now? Yeah, but those are future goals mm-hmm. because you make do with what you got. Especially when you are sourcing material to sell secondhand online. Mm-hmm. And I'm cheap, so you know. And I'm I'm concerned I, when I when I approach my business. I tend to be on probably a little bit more on the conservative side. I am scared to overspend, especially as a new mm-hmm. reseller, I don't want to tank myself and get underwater. Um, so I'm, I'm very, you know, methodical, I guess, in, in how I'm purchasing things from a business. And and you don't want to get ahead of yourself either. But, yeah. but you never know. Something might come along and it's a great deal and you can get it before you thought you could because yeah. it's there. So talking about finding things to sell, obviously that's all what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Fun items to sell. Um, there are certain things that I can think of that we've sold that I think are really fun. Things I like to find. Do you have Do you have any ones that you like really stick out to you? Um, so the most fun for me are probably the video games, just because I do get that nostalgia factor for mm-hmm. finding an old video game system, being able to go clean it up, plug it in. It's a lot of extra time to put into. Because of all the testing? Because you do have to test, like, I picked up an N64 recently. I have to go plug it all in. I got to clean it all up. Use a canned air, you know, just mm-hmm. make it look nice and presentable. Test every game, make sure it works. And I still haven't done it. Because I, I, don't have, <laughs> I don't have one of the cords for it. Yeah, and I gotta go. I gotta go out of my way to go to a local game store to get that cord. Just so replay, I can, man. I know, just replay <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but and I got store credit there. <laughs> but it's all that extra hassle to do it. Mm-hmm. But it is fun, especially when you know it turns out it all works. So, so how do you? What what makes that fun? Is it just the nostalgia factor, or is it the people that buy them? I know my husband sold a couple of games um, before we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, some older, I think they were NES games, like Link and some of the Zelda ones, uh, one or two of them. And he said the guy he sold it to was really excited to get them. And, and honestly, was really happy about it. That is one of the best factors about sell- reselling stuff. Mm-hmm. Whenever you make that connection with whoever is buying it, and they either write a review talking about how excited they are to get your item, mm-hmm. or they send you a message and go, hey, I love what you have. Is there any way that you can work me a deal because I want X, Y, and Z? And just being able to make a connection and supply somebody with something that was sitting in a garage for 20 bucks Mm -hmm. or sitting in the curb or was going to go to the curb because Mm -hmm. whoever was doing the sale didn't care about it. 
Yep. Is there a specific demographic that you see? Like we talked about the video game thing. Mm-hmm. Is is there a certain type of customer that you you tend to find that are more overtly pleased with the things you find? I know I have one. I have a demographic in mind. I think we we've talked about this before. A, a little bit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the little old people of eBay it's, are the sweetest. Yes, the older people of eBay, um, the retirees. They will give you the nicest reviews and be the most thankful for getting the item. It's true. We sold, my sister and I sold uh, greeting greeting cards, mm-hmm. like blank, um, you know, ready to be signed and, and send out. They were really, really pretty cards. We sold them to this lady. She sent us a card in the mail <laughs> thanking us for these cards, said she couldn't afford them otherwise, and she's always keeping an eye out. She was so happy. And I sold, like, a set of three, like, vintage knitting needles to this little lady who wrote me the sweetest message about she's so excited to use her knitting needles and you do really it's easy to think about all the people who are not pleasant to work with mm-hmm. and we run into those kinds of people every day but it's always fun when there's somebody out there that's like so excited about what you have yeah and i told you this the other day um i had gone to the goodwill bins so last stop before the dump basically mm-hmm. And I was digging through stuff and I pulled out a fan, a paper fan, like one of those fold out ones. And it was for, um, the hotel's Statler. It was apparently an old hotel chain. Doesn't, I don't think it exists anymore. And I pulled it out. It was the bins. I probably paid cents for this thing. It was cool, kind of like history piece. And the person who previously owned it had put notes about their trip on there. So it said Cleveland, 101 temp. And it had a time for a boat that they were going to be getting on. And it said they had lunch at this hotel and various little things, which I thought was kind of neat because I'm a little bit of a nerd. So, like, the history stuff's kind of cool. I like things like a life behind them. Um, But I listed it on eBay. And because of eBay, because they have the ability to sell things on the Internet, I got connected with the perfect person to buy that fan i got a message a lady was so excited because her and her sister-in-law collected hotels like the statler hotel stuff you know ice buckets towels mm-hmm. things like that and didn't you say that there were only like three or four hotels in this chain and it was a small found- hotel yeah it wasn't like as big as the hilton in fact the one in cleveland got bought out by the hilton mm-hmm. eventually i think yeah. in the 50s um so i i want to say there was a few in in a few major cities I did a little research on that. I did a research on the, um, like the information that the lady had written down. And as it turns out, there was only a few days in recorded history that Cleveland hit 101. Um, three were in a run of 101 degree days in 1953, and the other one was in 1954 or 1944, excuse me. And I was able to doing the research on the boat and the different things. I assume I assume that I got it right. If not, I think it's the 50s date. But based on the information that that lady had just decided to write about her her trip, I dated that thing to June of 1944, um, based on the temp and a few other factors, the boat and everything. And this lady who wrote me was like, she's like, you're going to make me a superstar. She bought it for her sister-in-law, who was moving to Florida and was also a Hotel Statler collector of all things. Like, I found the, like... How many people really in the, the country probably collect Hotel Statler? It's got to be just a handful. I mean, not many. Yeah. So it was a really fun thing. She was so excited about it. 
I probably saved it from the trash. Yeah. I mean, it was something that a lot of people would have just left in the bin, overlooked, whatever. Um, yeah, that was one of the coolest things that I've run into so far. And something like that is part of the fun about selling stuff online, doing the research on something and finding out what's the history of this. Mm-hmm. What was it made for? Who likes it? What does you know, what's the point and purpose? And some of it is as simple as a collector piece where having some minute or minutiae, whatever, mm-hmm. some very that's niche neat. item that, honestly, before you even looked into it, you would have had no idea. No, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. But... I'm not that person. So I can think it's like objectively, oh, this is kind of a cool old mm-hmm. thing, hotel souvenir. Um, but I don't collect that stuff. And right. I've learned, like, maybe you've noticed this too. If there's a thing in the world, somebody collects it. Yes. Like. Guaranteed. I mean, there's the there's the classic stuff. Like, we had a couple of um, beer brand mm-hmm. print blocks, like letterpress print blocks that we sold to it was clear by their usernames that they were collectors of probably specific can like brands of beer, yeah. memorabilia, obviously Coke, those kinds of things. But there are these little itty bitty like random places or things that people collect. They collect it because they're from the area. Mm-hmm. They collect it because they visited it one time and it was so cool. And there might be the only person in the world yep. to collect that thing, but somebody's collecting it. Everything from buttons to shirts to paper. Paper fans. Hotel memorabilia. (laughs) Defunct hotel memorabilia. It's a thing. It's crazy. So, I guess to kind of segue through here, um, I guess we should talk a little bit about ourselves. A little bit. We've we've revealed that a little bit, but how did you get into thrifting initially and then also ultimately resale? So, um, one of the things... My mom used to do for fun all the time was go out to garage sales mm-hmm. and go to um, auctions. <laughs> and in fact, when I was a kid, I was like five years old or under the age of five. My parents went to an auction and my mom bought all this vintage stuff like tapestries and an old lamp that had the old style cord. You couldn't even use it. And a Victrola and whole bunch of stuff. It was so much stuff and to the point where they were not going to be able to put it all into their vehicle. And they bought the van at the auction. Wow. <laughs> and, they, and they loaded it all <laughs> up serious, and man. drove it all home. Oh, um, no. And they, they, she was doing it because she liked that stuff. It was this type of stuff she collected. But honestly, um, from that point on, I love garage sales. We would go out garage sailing almost every summer. It was something fun to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reselling aspect, I got into that probably about 15, 16. I wasn't supposed to have an eBay account. But at the time, there wasn't hard regulations into making sure nobody wasn't able to. And... It's just fun. It's fun to resell stuff. Yeah, it so. is. Um, I kind of... So, when I was a kid, my mom went to the occasional garage sale or the occasional estate sale, like, as a, when I was a teenager and stuff. We didn't do tons of thrifting, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that, like, 
a lot of things in my parents' house were secondhand. It wasn't like a priority or a major value. She mm-hmm. did it occasionally. She uh, def- My mom definitely did use like antique vintage stuff for decor, especially antique stuff and like rustics. Yeah. A lot of people talk about rustics or primitives. Um, my parents have like a big rock wall in their house and a wood stove. And so my oh, mom would cool. put up like old saws and stuff like that. So she, she did it for that kind of thing. Yeah. Decor. Um, some quite, I would say now that thinking about it, like quite a bit, the antique stuff. Um, she had like old plow and stuff out in front of the house, but not as far as day to day things as much. It was her aesthetic. Yeah. Not, ne- not necessarily because she wanted to use it, but. Mostly, she was a reupholsterer. Mm. Um, she like learned how to do upholstery formally, and she used to do that for a job for a while. That's pretty cool. And so she did sometimes pick up chairs off the side of the road that had good bones. Mm-hmm. You need to learn about good bones if you're going to be <laughs> if you're going to be thrifting. You should learn about good bones. Yeah. But um, give them second you know, life. Even even still, most of her like furniture was they bought when they were younger they keep things forever but <laughs> <laughs> the furniture's I, I older think, than I me think most parents keep things yeah. forever you know that's um, not a unique thing but so i i guess it was it was in my realm but it wasn't a primary part of it yeah and then as i got older i i did kind of enter thrifting more probably through I'm trying to think maybe through a little bit more knowledge of like we talked about sustainability and mm-hmm. like not wasting. Also quality. Yeah. Um, I've learned as I've gotten older to look for quality items. And in my opinion, I don't, I don't think it's an opinion. I think it's objective. Finding quality items secondhand. Big, sometimes it's brands, sometimes it's not. But so a lot of times brands are indicative of quality. Yeah. Um, finding them secondhand is far more affordable than buying them firsthand. And when my husband and I got married, we spent... We didn't have a lavish wedding by any means, but, you know, it was a decent investment to have a wedding. And we had a lot of debt between us, consumer and um, mostly student loan and that kind of in cars. But so we started off our marriage trying to pay down our debt, which took us a while. And so in those because of that, we we couldn't just go out and buy like a house full of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we also bought our house around the same time we got married. We did everything once. I don't necessarily regret it, but we did it every once. It worked out. But so we were watching our our funds, especially early in our marriage. And so, you know, I started thrifting more and I was already into it before I got married, but it really picked up for housewares and things. And then, I mean, like if you go, you've been to my downstairs. Yeah. My couch is secondhand. It was pristine at an estate sale. It's a brand that. I was I looked up the brand and their couches go for several thousand dollars. It's really well made. That's why it goes for so much. But that's not something that, especially at that time, we could have purchased. Right. But it looked pristine even and it was three fifty. Even whatever. if it was on clearance, like Black Friday sales, it would have been a huge investment. Mm-hmm. And so um, we got it. I can't remember if we got it before we got it or after. But it was I was a few hundred dollars, and it, it looked like the it was probably older people. I got it because it was a state sale. And it looked like they hadn't even hardly set on it. Yeah. Like we made it look worse since we've owned it in the last year or two <laughs> than they ever did. And so I just started more and more of my home stuff, um, clothes. A lot of my clothes are secondhand um, and got into it that way. And then recently I was just, 
I kind of decided that this was a hobby I was doing anyway. I was going to the auctions or, you know, online auctions. I was going thrifting. I was going to consignment shops and estate sales anyway. And I kind of just wanted to make it pay for itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I have a cousin who's been in the secondhand and resale world for years and years. She's considerably older than I am. And um, so I had kind of an in, like she introduced me to the auction place and mm-hmm. the bit, like certain things. So, yep. That watching YouTubers. Yeah. And thrifting and, and things. I thought I turned that off. And uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a kind of a lifestyle. It's not that I don't ever buy anything new, because we right. do, but a lot of things. But when you can find it for a quarter of the price. Yep. And it's either... Or less. Just, or less. And it's either the same quality, nicer, why would you turn it up? Yep. And I think, too, um, aesthetics matter to me. And so, in my opinion, and uh, this isn't like new, other people say this, too, I think your home can be far more interesting when you're collecting things secondhand, when you're finding them, you're searching, you're like seeing what's out there mm-hmm. as opposed to going to a store and buying the floor model yep. and buying everything from the same place. I think it makes your home far more interesting. You might have something that, I mean, no one you know has because, because it's either handcra- kind of world handcrafted or, yeah. or it was that minutiae thing that somebody picked up when they were on vacation to Zimbabwe. Yeah, you, know? you would never it, have gone there. Right. right. So yeah, I think it's just fun and interesting and, mm-hmm. I don't, I, in 2021, I quit my full-time job because it was horrible and I would like to do something and I, it's, it's been come clear to me that having a business of my own is probably my best path in life. Yeah. It's not for everybody, um, but I think for the people that it is for, it's definitely for them and yeah. I think I'm that person, so. Awesome. Yeah. So. Anyway, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, If you want to tune in, we're going to try to post at at least once a week. But we'll get back to you on what day that will be. (laughs) But until next time, this is Ed. Wow. Until next time, this has been Secondhand Sellers. Thanks.